This generation has been causing us to tear out our hair. But I am a millennial. Every fucking time one of them does the slightest little thing, they fucking celebrate as if they fucking accomplished something huge. I'm a millennial. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a millennial. So I want everything to evolve around me. Self-interested. Unfocused. Lazy. Millennial. The most educated generation we've ever had. Millennials put a lot of value in development. We want free food and beanbags. I feel like we've been waiting way too long with uh, having beers and podcasts. I can't believe that this took... When did we start? May? June? April? Something like that? I don't know. No, wait, when? I have no idea, to be <laughs> honest. I don't know. But it's been a few months. And now we're having the first podcast with beers. We have to do the sound. Yeah. Sound. Cheers. Uh, I told some episodes ago that I cannot really drink from glass bottles. Really? <laughs> no, I can, but uh, it's a You're not good a at challenge. It. I'm not good at it. It's not my it's not my skill. Don't endorse me on that. <clears throat> it's one of my uh, pleasures in life to drink from the bottle. One of your core skills. Yeah. I don't like drinking it from the glass and mm. I don't like drinking uh, bottled beer or no, uh, canned beer, <clears throat> but oh, bottled can. beer. Mm. In like when you order in the bar, do you also always ask them to like Keep it in, keep it in the bottle. <laughs> yeah, don't give me the glass. <laughs> Save it. That's also economical. Yeah. You're thinking about our water resources. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this will be a great podcast. Hello and welcome to Millennials at Work. This is a podcast about all things millennials at work. It's me, Edith, and my friend Rasmus here. We're two millennials who are super interested in how we work, why we work as we work, and why are why is this generation so much talked about, and what is so special with us, and why is everyone so confused about how to handle us, both from the manager side, but also us ourselves. Uh, that was a great explanation of what this podcast is about, but it is kind of like, it's it's very vague. It's a lot of things what we have covered so far. I think it was a pretty good Thank introduction. You. Thank you. It was all improvised. And I don't know if we should be this honest with our listeners at the Let's moment. Let's do it. Let's Millennials do it. is also all, all about transparency. That is true. Uh, that's, that's one of our core values in this podcast. In the middle, there's honesty, I guess. Um, this is the first episode that we're recording without... Without... No notes. No notes. No notes. So uh, it's great uh, for, for me as a proper control freak. I don't know how you feel about it. You're like, doesn't another, fucking matter. It's another day in my life. <laughs> it's another day in Rasmus life. I live a note-free life. I see. Oh, I live like a m too many checklists kind of life. I like checklists also. Checklists are nice. Yeah. The checking off. I'm all, the best always thing. quite bad prepared. I've never been good at preparing, mm. so uh, yeah, I well, don't know what that says about me. Let's not go there. Uh, anyways, uh, welcome to uh, yet another episode. Uh, thank you for tuning in, for downloading and all of that stuff. It's been a while since we recorded. It feels like we have like these uh, stretches of time when we are 
not able to do this and then we meet again and we're like a bit like whoa what's happening and 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 it's uh, it, it's fun to be back and it's fun to also talk about schools and education from a different point of view today because that's what we're going to talk about today <laughs> we will talk about hacking schools we're or- actually talking about uh not schools i mean uh, like that's true not yeah. going schools Yeah, so we're talking about school hacking, hacking education, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, hacking your education, doing it in another way, um, being a rebel or maybe not being a rebel. What does what does it mean? There's so many different choices at the moment, and I guess a lot of millennials have tried a lot of them. So we'll talk about that today. But first, it's time for the check-in. Check. What are we checking in on? We're checking in on a behavior. I just I just thought you're are you trying to grow a mustache. No, I'm trying to grow a beard in <laughs> in all. Sorry. I love that you say a mustache, which is just on top of the lip. But <laughs> actually my whole face is full of beard. That's how much beard I can grow. So thanks a lot, Eddie G. I really appreciate it. Here am I. 28, struggling to be an adult. No support. <laughs> just your whole face is a beard <laughs> that's not true by the way that that's a I very try. scary image yeah, when you yeah. say that not the not the full face not from like from my forehead <laughs> forehead to my to my like uh no it's not like that okay uh sorry for interrupting you i was just like wait a second okay let's not um, yeah. do you like it it's nice it's nice it's like uh are you saying trying. that to be nice or Good. Let's go into the check-in. Okay, let's go into the check-in. Yeah, what's the check-in, Erasmus? The check-in is a specific behavior. I feel like we mm-hmm. are trying to push the format of a check-in uh, a bit, you and me. Mm-hmm. And I think today we're pushing it with... Um, for me, it's not only about checking in with how we feel, but it could also be a way to connect and learn something new about each other. Sounds good. So, uh, and uh, since this is a podcast about millennials at work, and, to be. Uh, then I want you to check in with uh, one behavior that you would really not like to see from your boss. Ooh, it's nice. First week of my new job is done, so I can like start talking about things that I don't want to see yeah, from my yeah, boss. That's about exactly. the right timing. Uh, hmm, no, but that's a, it's a good question. Hmm. Um I think everyone actually should ask this to themselves. It's a really good... Uh, do you have an answer? I can recall um, one specific event where I was uh, in a team and uh, uh, we were a bunch of people in this team and there was one leader. And then this is not the worst behavior that I really don't want to see from, from a leader. But mm. I recall that and remember that it really annoyed me a lot. And that was that this leader, she um, talked about me like I was not in the room, talked about me like uh, in third person while I was sitting right there. Uh, and I think that did was... She tell, did she say your full name as no, well? No, she was that just like, uh, he just did that or something like that. And I got so annoyed. So I said to her, you can't say that. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting right here, please. This say that Rasmus has done that or invite me into the conversation yeah. or something. I felt like it was. Um, I was really, really rude, and also let her know. Do you know why she did that, or is there like an explanation? I think. I think that it is a bad leadership behavior. 
it's almost like you know when your parents talk about you when you're there. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that, you know, there's something, there's a power structure to it yeah. that we people up here, then we talk about these people mm-hmm. that are down there. So uh, trying to establish. Yeah, exactly. Kind of really disrespectful. Yeah. So don't do that. No, don't do that. If you're a boss, a manager, any kind anyone. of... Anyone. Anyone, actually. Yeah. Not very just, nice. Just talking about a person, about a person, Yeah. when the person's in the room, in a mean thing situation, like, it's just... Yeah, really disrespectful. It's super strange as well, but okay. Yeah, that's strange. I remember one um, one incident at, uh, and this is not from an office job I had, but from a service or hospitality, whatever you want to call it, like mm-hmm. restaurant job. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few years ago, there was a manager at a place where I worked that most of the people really, really didn't like her. Um, and she already had like a lot of problems going on. But then one day I got to know that she talked about me behind my back. Like, Oof. you know, talking shit about me. And I just like, I barely have had, have been in that situation, like with, you know, whatever, classmates and like my peers and people in like my age, you know. And I, and then I feel like, ah, that's a bit like, come on, can't you say that in my face? You know, you have a problem. But when my manager does that. What I did she so say pissed. about you? Uh, she went to one guy from the team and yeah, that was also nice because she went to him and we're like, don't you think that girl is a bit like, and then she, <laughs> she, so she does this like motion with her hand to the, like, you're crazy. like I'm crazy person. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, cause okay, I, out I, of context, really fun way that she come really fun that she comes in. Ask yeah. one person if you're a bit strange. Yeah, uh, am I not, am I not a, big, a bit strange? Um, it, I can't really remember what have I done. What what was the thing? What uh, made her ask that? I guess something really crazy. But anyways, like I just think that that's that is just like basic principle that you don't do as a manager. You don't go behind someone's back and talk shit. But that's like that is so basic mm. in any kind of job. I mean, it's kind of restaurant jobs. There's this kind of culture of like a lot of drama always happening at the back end kind of. So like the waitresses and waiters are kind of like they have their own little like thing going on. So it's like it is a very much that kind of environment. But then when the manager comes into that, that's like that's that's crazy. It's funny how it is that in the restaurant business, Mm. why it is always like that. I have a theory about this. You do? I think the people who mostly who like enjoy working that or enjoy having that kind of job or have chosen to have it and then like they're there for a while, they kind of need to have like some kind of like drama and action in mm, life because okay, it's so that. repetitive yeah, job. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they see those people like I mean, you don't go out when you work in a restaurant because you work Fridays, Saturdays. I mean, uh, okay. But then you go out on Tuesday. Yeah, Wednesday. sure, sure, yeah. yeah. But then again, with your job mate, like yeah. with your workmates, because you work all That's like, together. That's a really fun theory. I think that's very true. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't really tested it on anyone who like at the moment works th- at the One office. thing also is that if you're serving other people throughout the full day, it's kind of hard not to become a bit bitchy, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's kind of hard like, ah, fuck that guy. Yeah, you need to do that, yeah. I think. Just like to... And then that nerves. like slowly moves into the work mm-hmm. place mm-hmm. culture also mm-hmm. yeah maybe not the most healthy place to work I mean, no. someone has to do that 
Thank you for all the waiters and waitresses out there. Yeah, thank you for keep, the service. Keep doing the drama. Okay, but hacking schools. Edithi, this is something that I'm quite excited about. Yeah. So I have different theories of this. First of all, I was recently in New York mm-hmm. uh, talking to a friend, Mia, who will probably come on the podcast, mm-hmm. has maybe even been in the podcast. I don't know what your editing process looks like. <laughs> but was very um, difficult right there. It's but uh, we talked about the whole uh, idea of uh, education in the States costs a lot of money. We talked about how millennials go out with hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt to go into just getting a fucking job, which is uh, completely insane. insane. And especially with the kind of work that we have today, you and I, we work in an industry where the education becomes less and less important. We were just talking about our uh, our former um, co-student who's mm. 19, doesn't have a high school degree, mm. working at one of the coolest uh, design agencies in the world. Yeah. Kick-ass dude. I mean, why the hell would he go to a high school and a normal university? Yeah, especially um, now. Especially now. And, still and like, like also, 19, 20, it's hard not to think, because he didn't go to a normal high school, is that why he is mm. where he is today? Yeah. So I think that there's a lot of uh, really interesting possibilities of not spending your time nine to five or nine to four, how, mm. how much education you, you have in a room with hundreds or 200 uh, other people mm. instead of sitting there on your computer and just learn something and then go and get money for it. Mm. What have you studied? What, how do you look at education and what are your, like, the, I don't know, degrees or whatever? What do you um, yeah, what are my degrees? <laughs> I think actually I have combined, I would say, 10, 13, almost 19 years of education mm. If you look at the from you know primary school all the way all the way down, yeah. which is completely insane, <laughs> completely insane. Yeah. And you're um, like 28. Now I'm 28 exactly. <laughs> which is kind of... Yeah, and uh, so I have a bachelor's degree, and mm-hmm. then I have uh, two diploma degrees and some other degrees and stuff like that. Wait, uh, two diploma degrees? Yeah, I have one. Highbrand, I guess, uh-huh. is a diploma yeah, degree. It's a vocational I, degree. Yeah. I have no idea what... what yeah, I don't well. think that it really... No. <laughs> and then I also did a another diploma degree here in Copenhagen okay. uh, while I was doing my, mat, uh, my bachelor. I have no doubt that if I've spent all of that time learning how to become a developer or a designer or a photographer or a filmmaker or whatever i would have been much more successful than i am today mm. i have no doubt about it yeah that's that's the sad not the sad thing about it but that's how i see it as well i mean i have a university degree so it's a bachelor's that's three years in a quite an academic setting and then there's the hyper island degree which is vocational or professional degree that's more hands-on and all that stuff and that's two years and I mean, I hustled my way through high school to get to that university, right? So there was a lot of that kind of working for the grades and like doing the stuff that needed to get done. And when I look at my, I, I mean, I would never regret that I have those edu- like those educations that I have. And that's, I mean, everyone I think should have something. I think it just like, that's like, um, it's for fueling your brain. It's for 
learning how to read. It's for learning how to write, for analyzing and all that stuff. But for me, it's like more and more clear how that does need to be focused in your studies. But I would also say, I mean, I had a I had a fun conversation with a, f- a great friend's brother. He was so into, he was educated as a journalist. Mm. And he was so focused on how people cannot write anymore. Yeah, yeah. And it's not about For telling example. a story, but about making sure that you have, uh, you know, you, you can spell properly. Mm-hmm. Where I was saying, why does it matter? I mean, well, you have all you, yeah. you, you have no. autocorrect. Uh, why why would why would I spend so much time on making sure that I know exactly how to write? Mm. If uh, if I have uh, autocorrect, of course I need to be able to spell to some degree. Mm. But I mean, if I know right here how to spell interesting or perspective of my mind, doesn't really matter. If I'm unsure, I can try to go- spell it in Google. And then it will come up with the right name. Mm. I do that maybe five to ten times a day. Mm. What exactly, how is it that I spell this word if autocorrect doesn't fix it? Throw it into Google, then it comes up with the right. And I'm like, those kind of things that you learn. Oh, I have another great story (laughs) later. Uh, But those kind of like more basic things and like traditional uh, things that you uh, were supposed to learn in school is just not necessary anymore. And I mean, like we go to high school and learn about history, old fucking history that no one cares about. Instead of I could sit down, use the same time on learning how to write code and be a developer and then mm. go out and get a high paying job. Mm. Yeah, well, I think here we like really differ <laughs> in the opinion. This this has happened now. Now it's uh, about f- time. It's about time. Finally, for me. Um, so coming from a background where like I needed to be on a up on a certain like um, speed of reading to be recognized as smart um, to learn like my whole twelve years of regular school uh, everything was handwritten uh, and it had to be within the lines it had to be within like it was it my handwriting was excellent when yeah, I was younger I agree uh, all of that stuff I was a grammar Nazi like still am at some extent but. In none of the languages that I use on daily basis, in all of them, I've gotten like a bit, yeah, not not happy about that anyways. But I think there's basic things that comes what you what you talk about, like the the craft, right? The craft of anything that we do, also creative or code or whatever, is very, very important. Like when you I believe that when we learn photography, there is something that we need to learn about, like the basics and the craft of it. And the same comes to to talking. You're a better speaker if you read books because you know how to, like you have heard or you've read people expressing their ideas with different kind of words and your vocabulary is, is, is wider and all that stuff. I don't know how much does the handwriting help, but then again, I think it taught me a lot of things about discipline and I knew how to train myself to do that kind of stuff. Of course, like it doesn't, there's a lot of other things I could learn but and the, could have been like good to do in that time. But the same thing about the history, right? Like if, why do we learn history? If there's like so many things that we can do right now, I agree. We need to like code at schools. We need to like learn all that stuff. We need to learn critical thinking, whatever that is. Um, 
But if we don't understand where we come from, that all is bullshit in my thinking. I agree to some extent, <laughs> but I think that there's a way to learn that. Mm. Right now, we, the students in the schools, they are getting a history book, read from chapter two to yeah, that's five, mm. and then we'll test you mm. if you know it or not. You don't have to use it to anything. You don't have to come up with uh, how can we use this uh, mm. knowledge? How can we use the transformation or the, the evolution of the last <clears throat> hundred years in concept developing something new? So I understand, yes, if we use history in a way where we can understand the future better, I agree. That's just not the case at the moment as I see it. I had a really fun uh, or not or fun and interesting conversation with uh, my new boss, a German guy. Absolutely amazing. Uh, I was in Frankfurt last week mm-hmm. and uh, we went out for dinner, me and him and the whole team. And um, he uh, we we uh, got to talk about just, you know, life, not uh, and then he mentioned that he was head of a school. They use a, a more than 100-year-old uh, Swedish learning system where they put together people in uh, from ages uh, 6 to 9 and from 9 to 12. Mm. And then each kid has an individual learning uh, path. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're putting in, in a grade with everyone that is 6 to 7 years old yeah. and then you have to follow a specific one. And if you're slowing behind, then everyone else has to slow behind. If you're running ahead, then you have to... Like in the normal system, you're always finding the middle ground. Yeah. But in this one, you have individual learning courses or learning journeys. And one really cool example that he gave of that a class could, for instance... Their one-year project was to uh, climb a mountain for a week. Mm-hmm. Through that process, then they, of course, had to learn how to write emails in English to understand, the, you know, book some trips or like talk to oh, whoever. Was really climbing a mountain. Yeah, they were really okay. had to. They had to f- climb a fucking mountain. I was mountain. like, what kind of metaphor will this be? No, okay. exactly. Like cool. they had to do that. Yeah. And you know, uh, understanding math and understanding yeah. like how the body works when you go up in heights, mm-hmm. and all these kind of things, which is just a completely new way of teaching and also putting the things that you learn in the usage of something else mm-hmm. instead of just I don't know if you felt this but throughout my whole primary school and also high school I was like why am I learning this I don't know when I'm going to use it so I was really I was like when he when he mentioned this um, system I was like this is insane yeah someone needs to do more of this no but it's that that is definitely true like we need to adapt education to the way how we live nowadays and how people think people are super smart like kids nowadays they're insanely smart they know how to look after what they need sorry (laughs) this is going great um faster than anyone else like before and that's not to do with google that's 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 to do with how dynamic is the but it is also access to knowledge no no of course yeah and but it's also with like the tempo or like the dynamic of like the age that we live in right now and the education needs to go with that like what uh, what we had at hyper island was this so-called uh, ex, um, experiential learning experiential learning sadly which means that through gaining experience by actually doing the thing you learn how to do it and i don't know if you can do everything like with it but i think there's a lot from that 
way of learning mm. to a lot of that could be put into um the regular learning, the learning schools, spiral right? yeah but do the, you remember it i hope so don't test me on this now <laughs> <laughs> i definitely remember the learning spiral what i think is interesting is uh, we talked i mentioned this uh, uh, the episodes that is out or will come out with my dear friend mia in the uh, millennials at work international which i think is an amazing theme that uh, you started ADG. it's nice right yeah really nice yeah um is school debt mm-hmm. do you have uh, school debt <clears throat> yes <laughs> There's quite a lot of school then. No, I mean, uh, so I have uh, these uh, two educations from each one of them. One from UK, one from Sweden. I have two beautiful loans right there. Um, yeah, of course, I have the debt, but it's it's fine. Like for what I've gotten out of it, because I have gotten places because of it. I mean, education isn't everything. It won't give you a job, but I know that it has definitely like opened some doors to me. Um quite a lot of them so so i definitely am i'm I'm super ready to to pay for it and i'm not like regretting it in that way at all but of course when it comes to and and i think i have like quite reasonable still sums of money for that do you have any debt i have some but uh, that's also just because you know when i was studying um you can ask for more money like a student than you need than you need (laughs) and i was like Ah, fuck that <laughs> I need it uh, I might as well get it uh, while it's hot and the interest is low um, but um, but I also I think because I, I agree with you I and I'm not as black and, and white uh, with education or as negative on education as I might come off I think education and educational uh, programs and uh, it, it's really great uh, for many causes, uh, for many, uh, for many, um, what do you say? For many reasons. A solution, yeah. Mm. For many reasons is, uh, one is of course just being in a different environment, meeting people with different backgrounds that you have normally been. Uh, now I came from a small city or a semi-small city outside of Copenhagen, but I could have come from a completely different way, a mm. completely completely different place uh, in Denmark, and then going to Copenhagen, getting a, a new experience, mm. learning from people, uh, evolving as a as a person. So just can, getting into a, a different environment, I think, is uh, is um, is a great experience mm. and a great learning. But also just opening your mind and trying to learn something, mm. I think, is is beneficial. Um, and then the network that comes with uh, education. Yeah. Um, and you can say here in, in the Nordics, we are so lucky. Um, I mean, for the people that are not uh, in the Nordics, in Denmark, we don't pay for education. We actually get paid to go to university. Uh, up to I think it's like uh, eight hundred to a thousand dollars a month uh, to go to education, and then it's hard not to say why. I mean, like, why the hell would I not use the uh, the, the the chance to uh, meet new people, get new experiences, and learn something, and even get paid for it? If I'm at a stage in my life where I have no idea what I'm going to do, mm. um, so in that sense, it makes 
uh, it's a good idea to use the educational decision system. Sure, if but, it's made so easy for you as well. Damn. But if you're, for instance, in the in the states, and you have to spend hundred or two hundred thousand uh, dollars on getting an education, mm. don't really know what you're going to use for. Then I would argue that there are easier and more cheaper way yeah. to. Yeah. To both build a network, but also mm. uh, learn the things that you need. Also, I guess that market is a bit different, of course, from 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 here, and you get a lot of doors open just because of the diploma there. I guess, and that's what I've heard. One thing that I've thought a lot about is how would I do if I now kind of looking back at starting from this academic degree then going to very like professional hands-on that kind of um degree um and then having a bit of time also in between so i had like i think one two years like in between those um how would i do it what would what would what would be the perfect way of actually doing it and i do believe that people do study a bit too much nowadays in terms of like especially here like Germany, Scandinavia, there's a lot of these like lifelong students, but not in the sense of like, I yeah. love lifelong education. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm all up for it. I will study more in my life, I hope. But then there's like these people who are like, I don't know, 26, 27, they have like three degrees, no job experience. Yeah. They're like, I have no idea what I want to do in my life. I and they can't get a job. And this and that. And like, <laughs> but why are there not jobs out for me? And yeah. like, well... You see, you you chose this path, but um, so what 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 I think is that um, what my conclusion for this is that uh, the best after school is to start if you want to go into education, obviously something like uh, in the university or whatever setting um, is to start with very hands on professional degree, something that will then kick kind of kick off your career. And career meaning any any kind of job, which is not uh, is it's something that you actually have a passion for. And later on, and then and then you work, and then you gain experience. And when you have time, when you have like energy, and you want to do it, go into some academic stuff, read some books, get smarter, get your like thinking right. Because to be honest, like when I did do the whole academic stuff, and then when I was able to kind of like or I had the the place to like argue for stuff I was fucking 19 years old mm. what kind of arguments did I have I don't have any nowadays like I definitely didn't have any then you know like that's I was I was really not super smart in that sense right so I do believe that I will do that kind of education maybe later because I think it's cool to like dig into books and I kind of like like that part of it but part of me wishes that my very strict school years would have ended not in an ep- academic thing, but something very like hyper island, not maybe hyper island, but something which is like very hands on, mm-hmm. even if it's not exactly the thing what I want to do, because it's hard to like decide on what you want to do when you're in high school, but still something more tangible than a straightforward academic thing. And I see a lot of people in our age going into academics, academics, and having these like bachelor's, master's degrees, what, what, what they're useless, especially nowadays when you have like people in your age out already working, they barely finished high school. And as we talked about before, like, yeah, they studied home 
like from YouTube and it's possible. And they're like they're doing kicking better ass. than you. So exactly. it's such a... And I think, I think two things also, one thing that I see from a lot of my friends is that they come out 28, 29 years old with a master degree, no education or, or no experience. Mm. And then it's fucking hard to get a job. All jobs is like Surprise. two to three years of education. Yeah. Pretty hard when I've studied all my fucking life. Okay. Yeah, the experience. Yeah. Um, so one thing is to like um, have some experience before you go into your further studies. Mm. But I also think that um, it's easier to... I, I wish that I have had a couple of years of work experience to link the things that I learn yeah. to my experiences. I so mean, we... I remember like thinking about, you know, organizational structure and culture and like SWATs and, you know, mm. all these kind of things in a very hypothetical way, mm. because I have no idea how work life really is. No. Um, but but now, like having some, some experience, I think it's so much more uh, easy to learn the things that you will mm. learn because you have something to hang it on. You have experience to like say ah, okay, I could have used that in this situation or that makes sense because I've had that experience. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think I think uh, definitely go out and work a bit. Yeah. At least a bit, yeah. you know, like just before Hyper, I had the Hyper Island, the school that we both went to. Uh, I, if I, people missed that. <laughs> people really didn't catch it in the previous 22 episodes. Um uh, I had uh, done like a fake <laughs> internship for like two months with the digital studio, which is like in our industry, kind of like the thing. I mean, not that I learned a lot of the same things that I learned about in at Hyper Island, but it was still, I mean, it gave me some kind of idea, um, some kind of like comparison, some, yeah, an idea of what is happening there uh, at school. It's, and, and I feel very happy about that, that like I had something to start from. And not being like, oh, so this is how it works. Because that's also like, it's a false assumption when you're at school, any any school. Like the way how they say that, that that is how it works, right? One of my first realizations when getting into the workforce or the, the work life is uh. that people don't know what they're doing. I mean, like, I have this idea of how work is, but it's not that. Everyone's stupid. Yeah, not that everyone's <laughs> stupid. It's more like I had this idea of, you know, when I get into the real world, people are so smart, okay, they know I what got, they're yeah. doing. But then I got out there and no one knows what they're no, doing. They're, no. Everyone is faking it. Everyone yeah. is trying to do something that they have no I idea. I think it's so beautiful, though. Yeah, it's like, wonderful. You know, I agree. Yeah. But it's, it's a fun, like, uh, mm. for me, it was a realization that uh, I was quite scared to go into... Um, the work life and mm. being, you know, uh, so um, professional, professional, yeah. and not knowing everything, and then just realizing that no one knows anything. No. Here. Yeah, that's uh, that's good to remember, especially for those with the very proper imposter syndrome. Yeah. I think like that's yeah, we have talked about it. You'll before. be fine. You'll, You'll be, fine. be One thing that I want to talk about before we wrap up, mm -hmm. it's uh, how the fuck do you hack school? Mm. We talked a bit yeah. about it, but I think that yeah. uh, we can go a bit more in depth. Uh, yeah, what are the ways? I think that because, of course, there are specific things and educations that you cannot hack. If you want to work as a policeman, 
or woman, I don't know what the political correct is that for that. You have to go to an education. If you want to become a doctor, if Please you want to become go a to education, if you want to be become a doctor, a dentist, a lawyer, yeah. there are so many of these educations uh, or professions where you have to have an education. Mm. That's completely fine. Do that. Mm. But if you work in a more fluffy industry <laughs> than you and me, you know, the creative uh, business, uh, media, mm-hmm. whatever industry, there are so many things that you can do. I mean, one obvious first choice is just youtube there's nothing that you cannot youtube in this world and you can google things and that's everything from you know video editing to we talked a lot about this developing photographer graphic designer Mm. uh, user uxer um, but also more and more companies are actually seeing that like being transparent is cool now and and maybe that's I think it's quite recent thing as well. But anyways, like at the moment, there's so much to gain from that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are putting out their own, I don't know if tutorials, but like different kind of like material and content about how to how to work their way or how to do the thing what they are good at. I mean, there is insane amount of material out there exactly. to learn from that. There's also places like uh, lynda.com. Mm. Uh, Coursera, Coursera. I think I don't know if that's still existing. I think these are called massive open online courses. Have you done any of those? I've done a few Linda courses, um, but I, within some time, realized that I'm not really a a pixel kind of guy. Strict, but you need to be quite strict. I think with uh, not strict, but like a. Devoted. Yeah, and have some kind of goal. And I yeah. didn't have that. Mm. And that's the thing. Um, and, that, or the, and that's the, f- the hard and the easy thing mm. about these uh, online courses and hacking school. It's very easy for me to say everyone can just go in, spend half a year working nine to five and become a great developer, photographer, mm. uh, graphic designer, whatever you want to be in the, within the creative industry. Uh, another thing is to actually also sit the fuck down on your ass and do it. Uh, yeah, then I guess it's like months. 5% of people can actually yeah. like really do that. Yeah. I uh, I did one, uh, or I started an online course on, when Coursera came out, um, there was a course on like arguing actually or like wonderful yeah i'm very good at that now you can tell because i only took like two of the classes uh it was actually really cool like there were two guys who were uh the arguing techniques and arguing arguing meaning in a good way in like a more of a discussion and bringing your points forward and all that stuff and i thought it was just like a it was an interesting thing uh, I didn't really go through with that. And then I have no idea why, but I got the... I, I actually have it on my LinkedIn, I think. I have a, some kind of a certi- certificate from Coursera about... Your LinkedIn is fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> this is so, so much about my life. But the, something called the new Nordic diet. I mean, I'm not even that much into like food or nutrition or anything, but it was more about like they did this big study in Denmark and Sweden mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. some Paleo years ago. and stuff. Nah, uh, I think this one is more based on like how we need to eat more local and what we've seen, how like when we feed kids at schools more local ah, food okay. and yeah, better yeah, yeah. meat and all of that stuff, they actually perform better or something like that. And it's called the new Nordic diet. My brother was in that... Uh... 
Really? Yeah. Oof. They came with like big buses and then uh, they tested them. And then for like four to six weeks, they had specific food. <gasps> New, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Shit. Well, I have a certificate in that. Yeah, wonderful. <laughs> I'll, I'll link you two up. Yeah, thanks. Nice. Yeah, but that's, that's the only two things. But then again, like uh, coding, though. We had to learn some coding at school with that. That was pretty cool, actually. I felt so um, empowered when I could like code one line. Um, that was cool. You didn't. I didn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah. don't. I'm not. I can't do that. No, I can't either. It's no. for for like ten minutes. Fine. But then, no. It's very easy for me to sit and say that people should just do half a year of coding and then they'll go get a job. Yeah, I think the reality is that devoting half a year and sitting down and just learning something is quite but I mean, difficult. It's also hard. Not hard, but the situation is different for me. I come from, you know, I'm so fucking blessed about being here in Denmark. I get everything handed to me on a fucking silver platter. But there are people here in different parts of the world that have to struggle so much more than I have and ever will. Um, And uh, will never get a a university degree if they don't put themselves into depths for... uh, far above their their heads um where they can just go in and and take one of these like online free courses but that's the thing that's also a great thing about it because they actually have the chance to exactly. do it like that's it's just knowing that we live in a time mm-hmm. that like you can get a job if you hustle enough yeah. in your free time or whatever you want to call it um and sit and learn something new and want to do that is like so possible and i like I mean, I see people around me who don't have degrees and they're doing fine. Mm. And it's like, there are some things that are a bit easier for me, like, especially, but, but I'm also, I do want to go into the, or most of my environments where I, where I am are based on like these like structures and like, I don't know, limits and rules. And I work with project managing and that kind of stuff. You know, there's a lot of things that you know, I'm not a straightforward creative. And if you're more into that or more into programming, more into like that kind of realm of work, it's like, this is the best time to do that. I think, or to learn that. Hack the school. Hack the school. Hack the school. I think it's time to uh, sum up. Yeah. And then uh, check out. Do you want to do it? I think you haven't done it for a while. No. Um, my summary is if you're in the Nordics education is great to try new things get experiences and meet new friends build a network get an education for free if you're not in the Nordics then it's great (laughs) if you have someone to pay for education Um, you don't need an education to get a job in the world that we live in today, you can actually just search on things on YouTube and then become really good at working on a computer and then uh, get a job somewhere. So whatever floats your boat, figure that out and then go execute. Mm. Bam. How was that? That was good. Okay. Uh, It's time for the checkout. Nice. Um, I think my uh, checkout will be... What uh, check out with one um, with one <laughs> memory from primary school? 
really? can start. I had a really uh, weird uh, presentation for uh, my classmates about Elvis Presley. I had uh, a thing for Elvis Presley when I was uh, from like maybe 10 to 13, 14, watched all of his movies, listened to his music, really? wrote, uh, you know, school ex- uh, pro- uh, like um, assignments on him. That's and so then funny. at one time I had to... Um, I to do a presentation and my mom convinced me that uh, if you really want to do a fun presentation, you have to do more than just go up there and talk about it. So she suggested that I had to dress up as Elvis Presley. So, so I did that and it was a horrible decision. <laughs> and uh, Which grade is this? Yeah, that was in like fifth grade or something. Really <laughs> fucking stupid. So, uh, yeah. Were you that- called like... Elvis said no, no. I was um, luckily. I was, and you can disagree with this if you're listening. And we went to school together, but I was one of the cool kids in school, so uh-huh. uh, no one bullied me oh. because of that. Sweet. Yeah. So you actually could pull off. I the could whole pull it off. Wrestling thing. Yeah. But it still kind of scarred you. Yeah, I didn't really. Uh, <laughs> it's more like that was a that was a stupid advice, mom. <laughs> <laughs> I think it. One other time I had to do a presentation on the the uh, Egyptians and the pyramids. Did you press, dress as a pyramid? No, pyramid? I brought the small cakes uh, that was shaped as a pyramid. <laughs> and that was also my mom's advice. <laughs> Your mom sounds uh, awesome. She's kick-ass. She has the best advice. Uh, if anyone needs advice, maybe she's on Instagram. Check her up. <laughs> she's not, but... Uh, damn. Yeah. Um... Primary school. Uh, that's also, I think, something to do with like maybe it's that kind of age when you're. Um, I think this was just before the puberty hit, and like things just went like everyone just got like self conscious and awful and like ugh. You know, the last thing what I did, and I kind of like I got the kick out of being a bit different, or like a kick out of like doing something different, or like that people see me. Uh, so one day, uh, I was, I guess, 10 or 11 years old. I, uh, I colored or I dyed my hair, um, completely red, like, like, like proper gin, no, not ginger. It's like red, red. 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 Um, and that was just Blood for, red. yeah, kind of, I think, yeah, yeah. Looking at the pictures. Pool quite fighting blood. red. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pool fighting red. And that was actually for just one music act that we needed to do to get over the class because I was playing a girl who had the red hair so mm-hmm. I couldn't like fucking buy a wig no I had to color my hair my mom's like yeah sure like again mom's jeez like great she with said, giving advice yeah like yeah was it a general thumbs up or thumbs down I just remember the people were like oh <gasps> I don't they didn't I don't, care. no I don't think that one little uh, question. Have you seen uh, the series on Netflix called Big Mouth? About yeah. That's uh, reminded me of what you said with like people going into puberty. It's quite fun. Yeah, I think it was very... Uh, I've only lasted through like two thirds of that first episode of that because it was like a bit too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, it's, fun. Yeah, it's, it's, it's quite like it's also like, yeah, this is kind of... If you want to go through your awkward uh, teenage period. Yeah. Go see Big Mouth on Netflix. Not sponsored by Netflix. Not sponsored by Netflix. Please, Netflix, sponsor us. Okay. Good. Good. That was it. That was it. That was our beer pod. 
Okay. <sighs> that was bad. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. What else can I say? We are on Instagram. We're there as millennials at work. Just type it in. Find us there. Interact with us. Send us a nice message. Write us, in, write us a review on, 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 on Stitcher and on iTunes or wherever else there are reviews. Tell us what to talk about more. I mean, not that we're running out of topics, but, you know, we might soon. We have plenty I don't to know. talk about. Yeah, that's true. But if you have a, like a super, like a topic close to your heart, please let us know. What is that? We'll maybe talk about that. Anyways, have an awesome week, day, whatever. And we'll talk to you soon. And looking forward to it. Yeah. Bye. Goodbye. I'm a millennial. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a millennial.